Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined by Pear Schneider, Oi. Brian Altano, Bruh. and Zachary Ryan. Oh, so quiet. Yeah, so quiet. Got a lot of stuff to say today, the Zach. Finger huh? guns. I like this, Zach. World's quietest finger guns. <laughs> oh, he, he's doing some drumming. He's all in there. He's all in there. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it, Zach. Get it. Yeah, that's, that's the end of the song. You nailed it. 
Somebody oh, gift that. <laughs> let let yeah. me just really quickly say, it is so very nice to have all of you gentlemen back. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian, you've been gone it's for been a while. while. What have you been up to? I'm shooting a travel show for IGN. Yes. So I've been in... Uh, three or four different cities in three or four different weeks. And yeah. I'll be gone next week too, so I'm getting Dude, in hanging right out now while I can. Arcade bars, right? A lot of arcades, pizza places, toy stores, retro game stores, Seattle, Portland, LA, San Francisco, all that fun stuff. So look for yeah. all that soon. Pretty cool. We're What's the show called? Rough Life. The show is called Fast Travel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Fast Travel. Yes. Long one. Do you long, know if it's live? Are there, is there anything that people can watch? The first episode is up with Barbara Dunkelman from Rooster Teeth, which mm. takes place in San Francisco. Uh, after that, we've got Seattle and then Portland and LA. Cool. It's called nice fast nice. travel. If you're watching the YouTube version of this uh, podcast today, then definitely check the description. I'll put a link down there, and uh, yeah, you can check it out. But before we get into uh, any of our main topics, I just want to give you guys a quick rundown of what we will be talking about today. Uh, as you can see, we do have some toy cons on the table today, uh, so we are going to be quickly running over some Labo impressions. My review for the Variety Kit just went live, so I wanted to. Just kind of share my thoughts on the score and mm-hmm. you know hear mm-hmm. what you guys have to say, too. We've sure. all pretty much been playing all week with Labo, but we won't stay there too long. Uh, we also have a new president in charge of Nintendo that we're oh. going to be discussing. I thought we were about to get some really good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it depends how you look at it. This could sure, be good news. Sure, sure. Uh, I think it'll be. The big, big topic of the episode is, of course, going to be our E3 predictions. I know we're all very excited to share that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, the Switch has has officially been hacked and uh it's very serious this is a major major exploit that has been released and nintendo is going to have to do something about it um and we also have a fun little segment coming up towards the latter half of the show uh that i'm excited to share with you guys but i want to keep it a surprise uh but for now Let's get back into the whole Labo speak, yeah? Yeah, sure. let's do it. Yeah, so Your review is up. You gave it a 6.9. Yeah. Gave it a 6.9. Which nice. I think... Nice. <laughs> I think a lot of people's gut reaction is like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. It's not. It's actually... Okay. A, a sliver okay. under good. Right. right. And a very, a very high okay. When you call something very okay, it doesn't sound it's that It's very good. okay. It's very okay yeah. on our rubric. Um, but you liked it. You built everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I liked it. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before I give you guys my answer, though, I do want to know, I, can we get a poll uh, started for the chat? How many people out there actually picked up uh, the Labo Variety Kit? Mm. And also just drop your comments as well. Uh, if you did pick it up, would you be interested in buying another kit down the down the line sometime in the future if something else comes along? Um, but yes, my impressions of Labo or my review of Labo rather. Um, so yeah, I had a pretty good time with it. Uh, you know, the building aspect of it uh, was probably the most fun I had with Labo. Yeah, yeah. which is, I think, pretty surprising because you're ultimately building a peripheral that will be used to uh, interact with video games mm-hmm. made by Nintendo, which yeah. historically have been the most fun part of Nintendo. Yeah. Right? But now the the sort of road is kind of more interesting than I would say the destination is, which is but, kind of a fascinating But isn't that con- isn't that consistent with, you know, with these kinds of build it yourself kits and with Lego too, right? Like I I I love building Lego sets and even though I, I read your review uh, and and you talked a little bit about the tedium <laughs> of building the same keys like Right. I I, I don't mind that stuff so much. I've built like Lego Star Destroyers that are uh, made of the color gray. Right. Right. Where be, and like I'm I'm cool right. with it and I'm having fun. But I'm not running around the house afterwards going well, for you, hours either, right? You and I have True. both built Lego Millennium Falcons which have so like good. 
what, 12 of the same sort of like <laughs> triangular shaped top yep. pieces. Um, and, you know, there's the entire back panel of the Falcons the same. When you're building the piano in Labo, um, they very straight up say like, you're going to build a bunch of piano keys. But I think what's different here is because the instructions are interactive um, and you can push and pull on the models and scale them with your, you know, with with sort of pinch to zoom. Uh, they give you an opportunity to sort of dig around through each step. And the writing is genuinely funny. Yeah. So, like, I got like halfway through the piano and I'm like, OK, this is starting to reach a point of tedium. And they were saying things like this next key that you're going to build. I think it's the best one. Like, that's, that's clever. And that's kind of what I expect yeah. from Nintendo. Right. Yeah, totally. Like instead of, instead of them, them just being like, here's like some sort of tedious building you're going to do uh they use it as an opportunity to bring in some really fun writing they tell you to take breaks right you know there's a there's a sort of like the building the entire thing is actually kind of a, a wonderful experience on its own and it's very nintendo and i appreciate that yeah i totally agree you know throughout my entire process of of doing the review everything from building it to playing it to actually writing the review um my emotions were just it was like a roller coaster for me i kept sort of you know teetering between like oh is this an 8 is this a 7.5 and you know like lower higher hiring the score but the whole point behind that entire you know roller coaster was because there was so many contingencies there's a lot of buts and ifs mm -hmm. like labo is amazing but only if uh, you know what i yes. mean like yeah there are so many different aspects of uh why i think labo is great for people mm -hmm. but there are also so many different reasons why i would think that people certain people at least maybe it's not for them yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know we what i mean talked about that on this very show when labo was first announced that, that this is obviously a very specialized target audience right like there there's a it's me Right. It's, no, I mean, it's like, pair. It's, it's, it's people that I are like, like into construction kits, yeah. like Lego and, and connects. I don't know. Is that still a thing? No, yeah, totally. Lincoln logs, yeah. but connects um, is actually partnered with Nintendo. They make Mario Kart sets. That's right. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. Uh, uh, but then also, you know, there's, it's obviously for a younger crowd as well. Now I personally haven't had an opportunity to spend time with any of the yeah. Lavo kits yet. Um, but it is something like I would like to get my hands on, just build one just to figure out what it, what the process feels like, like what it's like from right. top to bottom, you know, and I, the software doesn't necessarily interest me too much, mm -hmm. but the actual like physicality of building something, uh, that's tangible and having something that I built and then use as a controller is really interesting. Yeah, totally. I think I think yeah, you're completely right. Um, and also, I brought in I I built everything but the house. Uh, in case you want to build that, so that's at oh, my, good, that's good. at my desk. So yeah, go I'll, for I'll take a, I'll take a um, crack at that. I think that like uh, the sort of perforated cardboard slats that are individually numbered and colored. Um, punching those out and building stuff with them is like genuinely fun. And also, it's consistently surprising that it works. It's the kind of thing like you build you you will build gears, you will build the intricate pulleys and levers, and it's all out of cardboard. And then they'll all tuck away into these mm -hmm. what just looks like a flat cardboard box. But like you lift up the hood on the uh, the motorcycle kit, and there's like there's an entire like there's there's a springy like handlebar <laughs> engine in there. Torque. It basically is right. Yeah. Um. But I think the really deep stuff, and if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen a lot of it. Is the ToyCon Garage? People are really just pulling this thing apart. They are making rudimentary game and watches. Yeah. They are making. Um. I saw this one guy. This like this sort of motion controlled theater thing where he was waving joy cons in front of the screen and it was making like star patterns light up in front of the silhouette of princess peach yeah. so i think a lot of people are doing really interesting things with it so this is both for kids who want to have a really good time and also like for really crazy kind of tinkerers yep. right 
And so yeah. like, I mean, I, I built the piano and I immediately was like, how can I incorporate this into like my music setup? Mm-hmm. And I had some fun with it and I like tweeted out a video and it's, it's like really cool to see like what this thing can do. It's actually surprisingly deep once you get into basically every game has like kind of two modes. Right. One of them is just like a fun, goofy arcade mode for kids. And then I went into the piano stuff and I'm like, oh, there's a whole sequencer in here yeah. and you yeah. can like, you can layer tracks and stuff it's like, like that. It's like essentially GarageBand, right? Yeah. We, which is yeah. really crazy. Well, which again will be lost on a lot of people who, who don't, you know, who aren't creative musically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's the big attraction for me. Mm-hmm. Like looking under the hood, figuring out how it's done, and then just kind of exploring some of the deeper stuff in the customization. Yeah, I think which, for which kit pair? For this kit, you bring what, up a. What do you call it? A label. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a really good point, though, Brian. Um, Variety. Because you know, for people who let's say are musically inclined or mess with GarageBand or programs like that, I would say. Those are pre- better programs. Like if you have, if you already have access to GarageBand, then just stick with GarageBand. You're not going to want to mm-hmm. use a Labo piano in mm-hmm. studio mode. Like it's not really going to be a game changer for you in your musical career. But if you have like really creative children, or if this is like, you know, if you have a musically or a kid who's interested in music, having having them set up on you know studio mode with the Toycon piano is a great yeah. idea. But also, know? I mean, uh, let's talk about a sequencer that you can get for seventy nine dollars, right? Like true. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, so this is this this kid is 60 and it comes with software is it, is it? it's 60 and, and okay and then you you get to build like a fishing rod and a motorcycle and a house and all this kind of stuff i think like we we talk a lot about lego and connects and stuff lego specifically i think is something that has veered into the uh kind of okay to display as an adult territory i right. have a millennium I have falcon a lot of lego yeah. on my desk we, we yeah. keep telling ourselves that we yeah. do we do <laughs> you know and our and our house guests and people that come over and stuff like that but um these specifically my big issue with them is the second i was done with them i was like where do you go because they're they're fragile right and you can't just toss them somewhere like if you turn if you turn this piano upside down well uh, dog yeah there but, you go buttons fall out of it yep. you know it's kind of an issue so Building them is really fun. Storing them is not. Um, displaying them is not really something you'd probably want to do. And if you're a kid, um, that's kind of tough, right? Because you got to put them somewhere where they won't get trashed yeah. or smeared. My dog tries to eat them all. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think that's a big issue. When I was done with these, I was like, I have to bring them into work because I have a small apartment and mm-hmm. I don't have room for like – Houses and keyboards and fishing rods, but I think the stuff in there while you're doing it is really fun. Yep. Yeah, them is really fun. I will say real quick too, the the fishing game is the most fun I've had fishing in a video game this year, which is odd because Far Cry Five has really great fishing yeah. where they consulted fishermen, <laughs> but turns out that's not as fun. It's just Nintendo arcade fishing. Reality right? yeah. is never as much fun as catching a shark, man. That's true. That's true. That is true. That's uh, what they say. Mm-hmm. That is you very that true. So I got, I've got, I've got, I've got results for the poll. Seventy-nine percent of our chat uh, did not pick up Labo. Interesting. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So that's a pretty high number. That. I think uh, it's, I think it's going to sell well, though. I think all things considered, I think our, our, our audience skews a little more hardcore gamer. Yep. You know, for sure. Um, but you asked at the top of the segment uh, if we would buy Labo kits again, right, in the future. Um, I think my answer would be yes if they were smaller. Like I'm, I'm kind of into like papercraft stuff. Mm, like, right. Lo- like if there was like sort of model kit sized, if you could give me like, like I don't know, like a Breath of the Wild cardboard link action figure okay. style statue thing that I could put on my desk that was made of cardboard. But what no. would it do? Yeah, with what's the, the practicality yeah. of that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, so I mean, in, in the same way where like an amiibo is a toy and a cereal box and a be- and a pile of yarn, like maybe Labo is not always a controller for a video mm-hmm. game. Maybe sure. sometimes it's just I'll a cool. Lost, I mean, I'll tell you during our E3 predictions what the next Labo is. Plus, I think okay, you, yeah. you're obviously you're hard up for any sort of link <laughs> figure on your desk. There's so. no, you know, I there's just so much space on my desk and stuff. <laughs> 
tons and tons. That's at Agent Bizzle if you want to get clued in on the joke. God, it's getting all right. All right. Well, I'm I'm very curious to hear your guys' opinions on the new uh, president of Nintendo. Actually, Mm -hmm. so let's get. uh, Let me give you guys a little information on this guy. This news just broke this morning, Thursday morning. Uh, So it's pretty exciting. So the original president that we've had since 2015, not the original, but since 2015, has been uh, Kimishima, and he's done incredible things for Nintendo. He he's I believe 76 years old or he's in his late 70s for sure. Um, I straight up can't hear that name without breaking into old dirty bastard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Give me shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, <laughs> there you go. Every time. Um, Every single time. I just picture him like getting all down. Just getting down. That, that should be his like outro for when he uh, walks on stage. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> So the um, new guy, though, the new guy, you, yeah. you're setting it up, obviously, is much younger. Yeah, he's much, much younger. Um, he's 46 years old, um, which is crazy. And just, you know, as a sort of reminder, Iwata was 42 when he took over. Very uh, unusual yeah. and very young and came, obviously, from the dev side. So there's Shuntaro Furukawa, who was uh, right. comes uh, background in banking. Yeah, in marketing. In marketing, yeah. He's a marketing expert, um, and he also served on the board of members or board of directors for the Pokemon company. Not, yeah. yeah. Not, a, not a small role, obviously. Not a small role, yeah. But, I mean, you know, just seeing that he has a seat there, um, and he obviously does have a history with Nintendo over 20 years, he knows sort of the mantra of the company. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, there's some pretty good potential with this guy. I think he yeah. might have a future with, with this I, company. I, I like him. He worked in Germany for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's obviously, right. he's obviously a good guy. Yeah, so he, know, he knows how to endure right. pain. He knows how to drink a beer. Not oh. to mention, um, you know, he's also fluent in English as well. That's as, cool. you know, yeah. Kimishima wasn't. So I'm wondering, like, could this possibly be the new face of Nintendo Directs? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know? Could we yeah, see... Maybe. Is he um, weird enough? Yeah. Is Ooh, the question. That is a good question. He's got a, yeah. he's got a haircut that leads me to believe that he's weird enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that like really weirdness in the language of Nintendo directs is the juxtaposition between a guy in a suit and a banana. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can get it's, that out there. Yeah, it's that quir- quirkiness yeah. through just kind of yeah. like having a businessman. Remember the old Wii commercials? Like yes. we would like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. ring in the doorbell like yeah. that. They still have that style. Oh man, right? I love that. Yeah. I love those commercials. Um, no, I think, I think a lot of people's knee jerk reaction was like this guy doesn't have like a deep history in games, but I don't think that's necessary for the role. I mean, it wasn't necessary for Yamauchi. It's not really necessary. It wasn't necessary necessary for reggie you know who made vh1 and the, yeah. the big new yorker pizza but in his in his personal history i mean this this guy grew up on the famicom and he yeah. played he played games he, he was a he was a hardcore gamer he played all the big nintendo games and like he has this he himself has this nostalgia for nintendo's beginnings and i think that's what they really want now that's what yeah. they really need so, so i wouldn't expect him to bring that kind of like you know that input on development and direction as much as overseeing the business but still having that connection to the crazy toy maker and the the game dev. You think this dude's going to be the one to finally champion Virtual Console for us? Is that what you're saying? I really hope so. Maybe yeah. like that might be it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. All right. yeah. I don't Unless know it's that... already on its way. Maybe it's just a couple months away. Who knows? Who knows? Virtual Console, as we knew it, will not come back. <laughs> I. Oh, are I'm we segueing? Or is this what's I think. Here? I think we, this is All a right. perfect time to segue straight over you. to our E3 2018 predictions for Nintendo. I'm super excited about this. Um, all right. So, but before we start, I want to hear what are some of the chat's predictions. What do they? What do you guys want to see uh, come to Nintendo? Uh, the Switch, the 3DS, whatever it is. Maybe even a new console. That's probably what? not going to happen. But cool it. You know, I'm down for the craziest <laughs> ideas. Cool it, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know in the chat what are some of your E3 predictions. I want to hear if they're crazier than ours. Um, I'm going to save mine for last. I want to hear what you guys. Is it a new console? No, it's definitely not. A I don't new know console. if I could take that right no. now. All right. 
All right, you want to kick it off? You want, okay, I'll yeah. kick. I'll kick it off. I'll just. I'll just barf out everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so first of all, they will be a mini 3ds for sure. A mini they're, 3ds. Yeah, they're going to. They have to figure out how to keep the 3ds fresh while the Switch Ooh. is the hot thing, and so they're going to do the mini 3D, 3ds got, micro. They screwed up with the GBA micro. Yeah. I think micro is now a toxic term. So Maybe they probably so. Won't use do you that. think? Uh, I love the micro. By the way, me it was too. Way too yeah. expensive. Well, do you think it would be a clamshell design or more of the 2ds style? I think it'll be a clamshell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. But like. Tiny? Yeah. It'll really? be, you have to use a tiny little needle on okay. the tiny screen on sure. the oh my no, God. Yeah, how much not. smaller can that stylus get? It, it, it can. You can, it, it was, it's still fat. Paris dude. thinks that it, you can make it thin. this big. Did you see that? He's yeah. It's like, it was this big, <laughs> and it'll be about like this. Are you fat uh, shaming the 3DS? No. How dare so, uh, obviously the big, we, we, I, I hope we all agree the big focus is going to be Smash, right? Yes, For yes, Switch. Definitely. That's going to be the big story. I do think they'll roll out Splatoon to, Year two content. I okay. think they'll announce that it is not a one year deal. We're walking away. Splatoon two is way too big in Japan. They'll do a, a, a year two announcement. They'll show the Labo arcade cabinet, which Ooh, is going to play yeah. um, classic NES and Super NES games. Just okay. so you guys know. So they'll package the software with some classic games in there. Interesting. You know, we were just talking about like what would get me to buy another one of these damn. <laughs> That's yeah. And it'll have, I don't need that. And I have like stickers for the classics Mario Brothers thing on the side. And you can such a good idea. It. Or little panels and stuff. Wait but a minute. I can't. So like, wait, that's that's the. I'm playing Mario with cardboard buttons. That's no, 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 no. You play with still the, have the stick on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the entire cabinet itself is made out of cardboard. Yeah. You're okay. looking at me like this actually exists. I just made this up, so don't you be made mad. it real? Yeah. Am I gonna <laughs> no. Okay. The big, the big, uh, the big core titles, obviously, outside of Smash, they will announce a new Star Fox. It's sure. no brainer. Star okay. Fox is coming back, and they want to erase what they did last time. So it'll be <laughs> very, very different. They'll show Pikmin for Switch. Okay. And they'll show new Super Mario Brothers for Switch. Ooh. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good. And that's because like Mario Odyssey, Mario games obviously perform so well. Mario Kart is huge. It's too early for Mario Kart 9. And so it's got to be new Super Mario Brothers going back to the 2D style, whether that means a collection on a new game. It's a no-brainer. It's now, are you cool. saying that and, that we're going to get new new Super Mario Brothers or that we're going to see a new Super Mario Brothers game no, ported to Switch? It new, will new. be a new new Super Mario Brothers or a returning new Super Mario Brothers game okay. that you've seen before, like level collection and whatnot. Okay. Uh, there's not going to be a virtual console like the old way. They will announce, obviously, show off their subscription plan, which has all the, uh, the NES uh, you know, multiplayer games in it. They will not have playable Metroid. They will show it in a trailer. They'll not have playable Pokemon. They'll show it in a trailer. Yep. Whenever I do this, by the way, I'm like 100% wrong, so don't get mad. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, we can't all be wrong. That's, that's the right. best thing about predictions. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right on that's those. That's my those Nintendo E3. I like all of your yeah. predictions because they're nothing like mine. So good. this is good. Oh, yeah, good. it's a good yeah. start. Great. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, let's see. Animal Crossing for Switch, for yep. sure. It's happening. Yeah. Thought uh, about that. I'm with you on um, Pokemon and Metroid just being trailers. I don't think they'll have any... Gameplay, though. Yeah, I don't I think... I think it will be gameplay. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Because they already did the logo trailer for Metroid. they got to show a little more. No, they don't. <laughs> they showed a number four and people lost their minds. Wait, so they think they're just going to be quiet? or they're, we'll You think the number four will be animated this time? And they'll, spin? they'll show Sam is turning into a ball and you'll like it. And, all right, I, and I'll like it. All right, that's, all, right. that's all I really need Good. for now. Okay. I don't expect that anytime soon. I think um, even though they said they're kind of dumb with it, I think we're going to see new DLC for Breath of the Wild and definitely for Mario Ooh. Odyssey. And I think, You think we're going to get DLC for both of those? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I mean, those games sold nine million and what, almost eleven million, respectively. How can anyone so. know? And we'll continue yeah. to sell because the system is so new. So you yeah. get people like for us, we played Mario Odyssey like fifteen years ago, but there'll be somebody That's picking true. it up for the mm-hmm. first time now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I idea. think I think we'll see Punch Out return. 
that's a weird one, but I think it's out there. Um, I think they're working on it. I don't expect it, but I think either one of the, like either wave race or 1080 or F zero, some sort of like racing, like multiplayer racing game. You know, I love nothing more than a wave race game, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. You You don't think so? Wait on that one. I think we'll have to wait on it. It's just, it was always the little one, you know, yeah. like sales wise. Yeah. Um, and I'm to echo so what good. you were saying before. I, you think Echo's coming to Switch? Echo the Dolphin is oh, not yeah. coming to Switch. <laughs> yes. No, and so that actually, that's a good segue into what I'm going to say though. Um, I think virtual console as we know it is dead. Okay. And, uh, in the same way that everybody has their own Netflix now or is trying to, um, virtual console for here on out will only be Nintendo basically selecting certain titles. And putting them up on a week-to-week basis, and those will be first-party only. I think mm-hmm. the glory days of Capcom, Sega, Square, Konami, everyone getting all on board and helping to release like you know five dollar, eight dollar classic games every week are gone. I think those mm-hmm. guys have all figured out ways to monetize their own back histories on um, other platforms, on too. other platforms, yeah. and like own that conversation. And uh, I, I don't think we're going to see that happening. I think they, they can basically look at what Namco did, look at what Sega's doing, um, look at what Square Enix did with um, the Secret of Mana stuff, where they basically can collate collections of their classics and put them out on Switch with a physical version, and they can charge 40, 50 bucks for four or five of them rather than five, duck, five bucks a game, eight bucks a game. Uh, and so, so that, you know, hard news, but I really don't think we're ever going to see that glory days of virtual console again. I do think you'll see a bunch of classic By the games. way, when you say glory days, you were always so mad because you had to buy every game 19 times. Mm-hmm. You didn't I've really never heard want that story the glory days Brian of bl- yeah. buying Super Mario. Yeah, don't do so. that. Don't. That's true. And I'll buy, I'll buy you again, Mario. It's <laughs> always greener. Come on home. Come on over to Switch. Did you I buy bought... the arcade version? Oh, you know I did. Oh, man. With the, with the weird it's levels. Just, <laughs> I was all over that. Don't encourage Me them. and everybody else. I was like number one in the store for like three months. Uh, it still yeah. is in the top five every day. Get in there, Zach. All right. Uh, okay, so some of my predictions. Um, I don't think we'll see uh, Metroid Prime 4. I don't think it'll be at the show. At no all. trailer. I don't think the no trailer. What? I don't think. I don't think that there will be uh, gameplay for nope. that game. No logo. None. No trailer. Nothing. I think in its place we'll see a Metroid Prime trilogy remaster. Yep. That uh, they'll showcase probably in Treehouse live, not necessarily like on their stage show. Because they don't want to be accused of just having re- uh, Correct. remakes. I do think we'll get more than a trailer for Pokemon. I think yep. that we're going to see a trailer and a and gameplay for Pokemon Switch. Um, I think that we'll see the return of a secondary Mario sports title. Like, I think we'll see like Mario Strikers, mm-hmm. uh, come back. Ah, um, it is the World Cup. Where's the Mario Strikers yeah. tie in? Um, I think yeah. that Fo- football World Cup. You look very confused. If I fall asleep, catch me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the Star. Americans. I think that you're right, and that Star Fox is coming, and yeah. I think that uh, they'll also bring back those cool puppets from a couple of years ago. Oh man, I we, I, I make I hope they made the whole game out of the puppets. I know. I'd, I'd like to think that too. Uh, that's <laughs> I just amended my prediction to that the puppet game is coming. Puppet for Star, Star Fox. Fox. Um, no, I do think there's going to be Star Fox. I, if if it's puppets, great. If not, that's also good. Hopefully, they get it back on track after the last couple Star Fox games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that we'll see, uh, an announcement of new Mario Kart. You new do Mario, think they'll think, show Mario Kart 9? Mario Kart 9 is coming. 
given how successful it was on Wii U and equally, if not more so successful on Switch. It actually is more so uh, successful on Switch. It just outsold the Wii U version. Yeah, I I was going to say, like, that, that game is is selling, like, GTA numbers. Yeah. Month to month on MPD. Uh, I think it actually beat GTA this month. It was in the top 10 again. I I had it on my list and then I I was like, well, it's selling so well. Yeah. Would they really poison the well, so to speak, to to talk about a new one? I mean, why not just add new content to it, you know? It's been so long. I feel like, you know, since that game came out near launch, I feel like they've missed the window on, like, adding additional content. Yeah. I think that they're going to announce just a completely new Mario Kart game. I would love that, man. I think this year, Reggie, instead of being green screened onto a beach, he'll be green screened into a forest. <laughs> That'll be exciting. <laughs> Is that the new, like, fresh side That's right. of Nintendo? Yeah. Like more mm-hmm. green? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Is that, like, thematic for a game about forests or? It's just, that's just uh, a good, Animal good Crossing place. forest. There we go. And then, nice. uh, you know, it's just a little hint there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> and uh, I do think that that part of their presentation will be uh, – I hadn't really considered what the kits would be, but I do think that we'll see Labo at uh, E3 in mm. some iterations. Yeah, so. I already told you it was the arcade machine. I mean that's obviously the smartest one. So, But I, I, I those are my predictions for E3. So That's good. Yep. Seven foot tall Yoshi Kong. None, none of us have said a new IP Ooh, with like and a, a new freaking, line of amiibo. There will always be amiibo. I think there'll be a new line of amiibo, alive. not like in the a new, store, but like no be a new line of Smash amiibo in the same nope. way that there were Smash amiibo for uh, the last version of. Smash. Oh man, you think they're gonna do that again? Yeah, I'm totally. About like a full, totally, oh, like a full reboot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was expecting it yeah. to announce like a spinoff, like a platformer with the frog from Mario or something. Oh no, actually, if they're gonna do any kind of Mario Odyssey spinoff. You know who I want it to be. It'll be the bird. The bird. What is his name? The bird? I forget now. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Wesley? (laughs) (laughs) And his bird friend, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so some of you guys uh, overlapped, or my predictions will overlap with your predictions. Um, But uh, I do have a couple different angles. I think that um, we will get a trailer for Metroid Prime uh, this year at this year's E3. Gameplay or just CG animatics? Um, I think it'll probably just be CG. Like, I think I it'll think be just be that live action commercial from the Metroid Prime uh, tr- uh, commercial. You remember that one? Oh yeah, they'll just play that again. No, it'll be gameplay. Be yeah, it'll feature the scene of zooming into the head, so you can tell it's a first person game. <laughs> and then she'll be like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could it could have like you know I don't know a couple seconds of gameplay towards the end, but I think that the majority of it is going to leave us really wanting more, and some mm-hmm. people will probably be pissed. But I think right after <laughs> right after they show that, let's, let's be honest, Philip. Like either way, people are going to be pissed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think right after they show that. Um, that we will get an announcement for Metroid Prime Trilogy um, on Switch. Oh. And I think that it'll be out, like, almost instantly. That'd be good. That'd yeah. be a nice band-aid. Either yeah. that or, now? Like, yeah. Samus, the drag and drop of Samus Returns from 3DS to Switch would be a nice little one, too. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. I yeah. think if, that's... If they're, if they're, like, immediately, here's some Metroid, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that a lot of people want, myself included. So, I mean, Nintendo, please, if you're listening, make it happen. Um, I also think that Animal Crossing is going to be at this year's E3. Uh, there's just been so many rumors uh, boiling up, you know, that we are going to get a new Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. a Switch version, obviously. We also um, we didn't get a dedicated Animal Crossing game on the Wii U. True. That's true. Like it it yeah. skipped that platform. We've had we've had one since GameCube, Wii. 
3DS. So my guess is whatever they were working on for 64. Wii U, if they were, would probably have just naturally transferred over to Switch development. Yes. And, you know, they would have had many years to be putting this game together already if it's been in development for that long. Yeah, it's also it's just the same old furniture sets they've had for 35 years at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Just slap a new polygon on there. Up-res some textures. Tom Nook, yeah. at it again. <laughs> like that modern furniture set all over vintage again. Vintage stuff, yeah. You know, have that. Modern furniture is now vintage. That camel woman shows up to sell me rugs. Yeah. <laughs> Can't That's wait. Right. Um, I also, I also do think that we're gonna have some sort of a classic, uh, sort of like N64 era title coming back. And I do think it's Wave Race. I really yeah. do. I think we're gonna get a Wave Race, uh, surprise announcement. Now I know it's a little, it's a little like weird to bring that game up, but it's kind of been, you know, being, been talked about, uh, in the background, especially even through Nintendo executives, like at the BAFTA awards, they were teasing, oh, maybe you'll see that come up. So I'm, I'm gonna hold them to that word that they're working on something. Um, and, and hopefully we hear about it at this year's E3. Mm-hmm. But I also think we're going to be getting a new uh, Mario Maker uh, for Switch. I think it's about time that that uh, series just sort of makes its mm. way over to the next generation of Nintendo consoles. I mean, it was so, so popular, so loved on 3DS and Wii U that the natural next step would just be putting it on Switch, even if it were just a straight port uh, with some maybe new yeah. designs or I think our modes. big question about that has always been, like, how do you play it on your TV? But I guess, you know, you can... Build it on Switch with the touchscreen mm-hmm. and, and then just drop it in and go. Yeah. 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 Interesting. There's also, I mean, there's so many levels to download at this point. Like, I feel like anybody getting that bo- that game for the first time now would have access to it would, endless content. And, I mean, in order to keep that community alive, though, they would need something in that community. Like, they need to be better filters and share tools. Yeah. And yeah. what about, like, and a Mario new tile 60, set? Yeah, I was say like, Mario 64 tile set. Yeah. What? what? It's like, like a, some, it's like a 3D game? Yeah. No, like, maybe the graphical style. Well, the graphical right? style, yeah. But or I mean, an Odyssey, like, also, Odyssey's like, tile set. Say what? Odyssey. Yeah. That'd be you guys know those weren't not 2D games, right? What about it? What about, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I, I have one more. one more. Okay. Last one. I, I have one more. This well. one's totally crazy, but I would love, uh, or actually, I would love this, but I'm confident that we're going to see Borderlands 3 um, at this year's E3, and I would love to see a day and day release on Switch. I think it's possible. It's yeah. totally possible. It runs awesome. in the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Party. You know, I'm that's funny because we, none of us have talked to any, at all oh, about, about third party. any third party. Yeah, that's no. true. Because yeah. we're dumb. Focusing <laughs> on first party. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear. I mean, if you guys have some extra third party. I, you know what it is? Yeah. I, I'm, th- I'm like, I've been just conditioned for so many years. Right. <laughs> of being like, Nintendo's got to carry the, this weight themselves. And it's like, they don't. Everyone's on board now. So this is great. I yeah. actually think there will be more day and date announcements for, for bigger games. Like Bethesda, you know, rolled out Nintendo support and had games that were time delayed and came up later. I, th- I do think they'll announce some games that will be out day and date for Switch mm-hmm. right. and then get delayed last minute of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think we'll see more third party support. I don't think the rumors of Diablo for example were wrong. I think yeah. it's just something they weren't ready to announce yet. I'd be all over that. We'll see more awesome. stuff from the Activision side for sure and it, it'd be crazy to me if we didn't see more FIFA and a little bit more support from EA too. Well, there was that rumor kicking around of uh, the Call of Duty Battle Royale mode coming to Switch mm-hmm. which is to kind of circumvent the fact that their next game probably won't have a single player. So mm. we'll see. I don't know what you charge for that, but I don't know. Third party stuff's going to be full here. price, baby. $60. A hundred percent. Zach, before you get into your next <laughs> prediction, I just want to read some from the chat real quick. Um, I got a lot of people saying F zero, Evan and Jabaro <sighs> love in the that. chat are screaming F zero for switch. That would be awesome. Um, some wave racers as well. Um, Alistair, uh, and then of course, uh, Brian, 
they're they're cheering for your Mario Odyssey DLC. They want more Mario. Good. Yes. Yeah, Mario, Mario Odyssey, you know, like, like I think I was a little more taken aback at the idea that there would be Zelda DLC. Mario Odyssey Mario Odyssey seems like such an easy candidate to have a kingdom just dropped in. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you think for like obviously Nintendo has done such an awesome job with Smash Brothers reveals in the right. past. And even at the last direct the the Splatoon fake out they're going to do this again, right? They're right. going to show some character and you think it's going to be one thing and then it's Smash Brothers again. Right. What do you think is going to be the big Smash I think Brothers they're going to I think they're going to show a Smash Brothers trailer that transitions into uh well, this actually flies in the face of my previous prediction, so I'm not going to finish that. Never mind. No, I, I was going to say they're going to show a Smash Brothers trailer, but then it just looks like a super secret Metroid trailer. But I don't think that there's going to be a Metroid trailer, uh, so I take it all back. I think they'll play up the the – the platformer rivalry of the past and they'll have Mario hanging out with Sonic and then Crash walks in. That, yeah. And then it's like, oh man, that Spyro flies in. Ooh. Oh, add <laughs> Spyro. Uh, the post E3 press conference days a couple years ago when they were really ramping up to Smash Wii U was where they revealed Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. That was actually like one rant. It was in like Smash or in the it, latest iteration of Pac-Man. No, the not the concept of Pac-Man. I think that was at E3 81. <laughs> it's it's older, slightly older. No, uh, yeah, Sakurai did like a little like press conference thing, and they showed uh, like a bunch of colors on the screen, and one of them was yellow, and it opened up, and it was Pac-Man. We're yeah. like, oh, nailed it. Because you can't really do a silhouette with that dude. Because some, yeah, yeah. Crack that case yeah, for sure. <laughs> Who's uh, that Pac-Man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I like I like the I like the crash thing because he's one. Yeah. He's he's back apparently. Yeah. He's out yeah. there. He's doing it. He's making it. He's making that uh, weird guy with the mustache really angry, and he's breaking those yeah. boxes. Doctor Wiley. Doctor Wiley. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Wiley. Famous crash villain. My my last prediction. Uh, Snowboard Kids Three. Ooh. Ooh. Oh wow. yeah. Yeah, the well, trilogy. It's about trilogy time. Is finally, come with a balance board for <laughs> yeah. an accurate snowboard. You can just use your Tony Hawk balance board. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. Hey, those are yeah. snowboard adults now. Yeah. Maybe it'll have like a Labo it's balance board. It's been a long time. Snowball Kids was – like it's weird that they aren't more kind of Mario Kart fun games in, in other genres like racing-related sure. yeah. games. It's yeah. kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the direction they'll, they'll go with F-Zero. Yeah. Like I, I mean look, I F-Zero, I, I absolutely love the purity of that franchise. But like the lack of power-ups and weapons definitely limits the appeal with, mm-hmm. with gamers. Yeah. It'd be cool to see that evolve too. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting stuff. Um, Nintendo has a lot to be excited about as far as E3 is concerned. But I don't think this next topic makes them very excited. Uh, so as I alluded to earlier, the Switch has officially been uh, hacked. I mean, it's been hacked for a little while now. There there was actually a an exploit uh, that left the Switch vulnerable on a hardware level. And this is due to the uh, NVIDIA Tegra X1, which is the primary chipset for the Switch. Did Brian break the lab with <laughs> No, no, no. no. Okay, just... <laughs> Not on the, you you got to watch um, NVC Live on yeah, IGN.com. Geez, geez, guys. Twitch, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so this uh, this is some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, this make makes it essentially um, irreversible for Nintendo to fix this. They can't patch this through an update. It's not a software-level exploit. Um, and the way they did this, I believe we have a photo, um, if we could bring it up, please, for the monitor. Uh, yeah, there it is. So, essentially, the way this works, that's actually a 3D-printed... <laughs> uh, um, 
um, piece of hardware. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it's pretty sketchy. Now, this comes from uh, Fail Overflow, who actually released the hack to the public. Um, it's been circulating in the background amongst you know hackers and modders privately. Uh, but essentially, I'm not going to say the way it's done um, because I don't want to promote it. But um, they did not trademark Switch X Pro. No, they they did not trademark it's that. Got a if, you're, on it. if you're listening to the audio show, there's an image right now that we're looking at that basically <laughs> looks like a blue Lego block that's been stripped out and shoved with a microchip that gets attached to the side of your switch so it's effectively a physical mod it goes into the rail guard for the joy con or the, the actual where the joy cons go it oh. slides in yeah. what yeah and it and it interacts with the pins and essentially what it does is it makes the, the switch it confuses the switch and it puts it into usb mode okay and then then you can plug it into your computer and huh. load all the files that you want and wow. this is something that hackers discovered just by reading nvidia's um just like uh, what are they called? Instructional manuals on how to write software for the chipset. That's and obviously there, there was some discussion around the Tegra chip and the Switch being vulnerable to this, right? Yes, and so absolutely. we talked before about that Nintendo would probably either quietly or overtly replace the Switch. Now, Nintendo's not going to acknowledge this, I think. No, they right? won't. They will just kind of not talk about it, and before you know it, the new Switches will have slightly different chipsets. Oh, I think that within the next couple like three weeks, maybe a month, we're yep. going to see a uh, new chipset switches on shelves. Like it's going to be totally silent. Uh, nothing will be said, but this, like whatever switches are on shelves right now are probably going to be worth a lot of money because they will forever be able to be hacked. And All be 10 million out yeah. there. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. So like essentially Nintendo just wants to get rid of those, get the new hardware refresh out and to avoid any you think sort so? of, yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel like this is like a, this is like a small mosquito in their ear, you know, like I don't know how, big of an issue this will be i don't the think average, it's gonna take them down but no still, I, I mean i don't yeah. i don't see the average gamer really going for something like this i mean like i i don't know i'm deeply invested in everything happening the, with switch and i wouldn't even dare to think to i mean this I, I think it's gonna be a little bug in I my think system it can be dangerous <laughs> in overseas markets right where nintendo has struggled with piracy yeah. uh you know with the cartridge format obviously nintendo didn't want to move to cd for those reasons right mm -hmm. way back when and so the n64 in order to get um pirated games you had to buy these expensive add-ons like what was it like the dr z64 and all these crazy uh your favorite I rap artist yeah. yeah he was um, great put out a lot all, all these elaborate devices in order to get you know a pirated software and it was always done under the guise of um supporting homebrew right um, um you know development yeah, stuff. I mean, and, and some of that obviously will be going on you know there'll be the demo scene people who can now program for the switch with those little hacks um, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be so big. This is going to be, you know, people, people who know this stuff and dive deeper will discover this, but I do think they'll replace this super fast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. definitely a problem not to undermine that. Um, yeah. I mean, every console gets hacked. Uh, famously the Sega with the Dreamcast was like, our, our system won't be hacked. And it was <laughs> hacked on day one. Yeah. <laughs> In the laundry list of problems that console had to deal with, that was, that was up there. We That's all fun. hacked, we yeah. all have, uh, hacked GameCubes because, uh, in, you could make the system re region free that way yeah. obviously right. that's I mean, not that was yeah, i mean that was basically <clears throat> a soft hack through i had action replay and that let me oh. boot um i have a switch installed in mine oh really a little flip, flip oh interesting switch, yeah know. no i had the action replay disc which would let me and all i ever used it for was like cheat codes and mm -hmm. also playing import games yeah i really want to play doshin the giant which is like a miyamoto game that came to every region but uh, america and so i imported it used the action replay dropped yep. the disc in popped it out put doshin in played it realized it's not great um, <laughs> took it out played other games you know how it goes but yeah that's it's always kind of there um i'm i'm very uh I, impressed is a weird word right <laughs> um but i'm 
I'm kind of amazed at the ingenuity for this one specifically because the idea of just like jamming that weird blue chip into the side of your Joy-Con rail is just it's crazy that they did it next level stuff rail yeah but does that mean you can't play in handheld mode with this thing in there it doesn't have to stay in there I think as soon as like it boots into that mode I think essentially you jam this little critter in there and then you (laughs) plug in your USB-C tell him Zach yeah (laughs) plug in your USB-C download whatever you want to your Switch and then disconnect everything and just set it up like normal right like that seems to be yeah yeah. essentially I think you do though every single time you want to load a hack or a ROM whatever you have on there like you have to do that first to get it to load into like a sort of whatever console menu mm-hmm. yeah. and then you can load your hacks from there and then I mean, it'll stay why on. why worry about like the virtual soft... console when you get this little blue critter yeah yeah exactly and apparently you can like continue updating your firmware and nbc you know, does not endorse the use of the and blue all that stuff, <laughs> that's true we yeah. do not don't don't steal games yeah. yeah it's bad for people don't do it um bad for developers totally um so let's you wouldn't steal a car would you Depends on the car, honestly. I mean, like, yeah. I can't afford good point, a, like, good point. a Ferrari. Or, like, you wouldn't build a fishing rod, would you? <laughs> Ooh, I would build a fishing. All right, so let's move on uh, over to our next segment. Now, this is what I wanted to keep quiet for a little bit of a surprise, just because I think it's it's kind of fun. We don't typically do stuff like this, or at least not since I've been hosting. Um, but I wanted to talk about some of the best Switch games that we could that you can play on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, uh, the Switch is a portable console; you can take it with you, uh, and it's not really known for its amazing battery life. We can get about three and a half hours on a game like Zelda or you know Mario. Uh, but let's let's sort of bring to light some games that we think would be best played on an airplane that could maybe last you like a six-hour flight. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you can always bring a battery pack and then you can play any game on the go, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome on the Switch. But I also think there's certain, like when I'm in an airplane, sometimes I'm of a certain mindset and I don't want to I don't want to play games that are so involved that I have to follow a story. I, I like the kind of like the little time wasters where like if the guy next to me like needs to go out to, to pee or something, like I'm not. Pee or I'm not, something. Like I'm not losing a life. <laughs> Right. Have to replay again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll add the caveat that uh, I like I, I told the story on the MVC before, but I like murdered an entire family in Skyrim, and like I looked over and there was like a little girl watching me, and I was just like, oh, so God. So but that's a great example. Yeah. So that's not a good game maybe yes. to play on an airplane. Neither is Severed because you're like using the touchscreen, and like I had a guy next to me going like, you're shaking my seat. Yeah. Neither is Arms. Yeah. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. Because I tried doing that once, and I right. punched the guy in the back yeah. of the head yeah. sitting in front of me. It wasn't good. <laughs> So, so with that in hey, mind, where, where do we start? What's uh, yeah? So uh, Blossom Tales is a yes. great game. Yeah, do you? Uh, who wants to talk about Blossom? Tales? I mean, yeah. I yeah, I will always talk about Blossom. Yeah. Tales. So um, it's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. No, no, but but like <laughs> but like battery life wise, that is not that is not the that game will not last your Switch as long as some of the other games we'll talk about. But it yeah. is. But it is two D and yeah. like unlike. Odyssey or Zelda won't run down your battery. As no, it won't, and it doesn't re- revolve around like heavy motion control stuff. Like a lot, a lot of the Odyssey stuff. Zach and I were talking about this yesterday, but it, it was kind of tough, like trying to hundred percent Odyssey uh, and flying a lot because you can't really do a lot of the motion control stuff in that game yep. without some of, the, some of the speed challenges specifically require you to sh- yeah, just really jamming in there. Just get but like, there. Yeah, no yeah. problems with this one here. So no. this is one of your favorite games on the Switch. Right? I really, really love this game. Um, the developer saw a lot of success with this 
this game on Switch. It's it, it effectively like the ultimate love letter to Link to the Past. Yes. It is yeah. Link to the Past, and like it is sometimes uncomfortably in in ripoff mm-hmm. territory. I mean, you see some enemies that look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just Link to the Past. I felt like they start with a puzzle that's very familiar, like firing an arrow yep. to light up a, 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 a torch, and then they go crazy. They yeah, make it like like f- how Four Swords Adventures had all these rupees over the screen. They go crazy with, with yeah. Stuff it's here. a lot quicker, more sort of action oriented. Uh, it, it moves. It just moves with a, a much sort of kind of like just more fluid speed than I think Link to the Past does, which is a little more meticulous. So yeah, this is a really good game. Check this out. If you loved Breath of the Wild, but you're like, I kind of missed the 2D Zeldas, like this is this is your jam. Yep. Yep. Totally. Um, and then another game that Pear suggested is Tumblestone. So we, we've, we haven't, so Tumblestone, (laughs) we haven't, uh, yeah, I see what you did. Uh, we haven't talked about Tumblestone at all because it kind of came out at a time when there were much bigger games out, but, uh, I always feel like puzzle games are awesome for travel Mm. because you'll just, you can like, uh, turn on the switch quickly, play a couple of rounds, put them to sleep and they don't eat any battery life. Like Picross S is great, but it is very unambitious. It's like, it's kind of like the, the Switch version of Picross is very bland, so I think Tumblestone is a better pick. It doesn't eat your battery as much as like a Puyo V Tetris would. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a very um, simple kind of block matching game until it is not. Every major stage and a lot of them changes the rule set. So it starts with like you can uh, you can you know shoot these blocks up there and like you can match things and then it goes. But when you do that, it'll flip too, or there'll be like a gate that opens every other turn, or you know. So it it just kind of like every round introduces something to really tick you off. And um, I get really mad at this game, but I can't stop playing it. Mm. Yeah, the the artwork is a little bit like what you would find under a skateboard or on a safe surfboard. It's a, it's got like a talking sausage in it. And cool. Yeah, I think yeah. like uh, to be completely frank, that's what pushed me away from this game. Is that, like I think. <laughs> See what he did there? Yeah. yeah. The, oh wow! <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, I I I found the art style to be like really garish and kind of oh god yeah yeah. Um, but uh, if you say it's fun i will check it out it's it's re- it's really good the core game is really good um the art style like they have like these elaborate cutscenes with like text-based talking and i i tend to just skip those is it because like, i don't want to hear what Cleop- cleopatra has to say to a sausage but i yeah. do yeah you, that you might amazing. be interested Wait, in this so thing. you can play a split screen multiplayer and everything yeah it has uh, it has different i haven't even messed with that i'm because i think like still that's playing actually, single player that's a that's a f- i've actually done that with puyo puyo on airplanes yeah uh or even street fighter like, which is really fun mario that kart it's your battery though the moment you turn on bluetooth and you link up with people or you take off your controller is battery life. That's the noise yep. it makes to yep. that one. It goes... <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Uh, yeah, so a game that I actually played a ton of on the airplane uh, is Enter, Enter the Gungeon. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my favorite roguelikes, one of my favorite games on Switch, too. I was so excited when they, when that actually arrived on Switch. But it's perfect because, uh, you know, it's it's a 2D, very, you know, pixel art style game, and the controls feel very locked. It feels really nice playing yeah. it in handled mode um, with the Joy-Con controllers. It does some fun stuff, too, with Joy-Con, or with the uh, HD rumble. Um, every single time you fire a gun, it just feels really good. There's that nice feedback. But I really like like the whole hook of the gameplay like even though you do die rather quickly every single time you come back uh you know you get just a little bit more powerful you learn something new and the weapons are just insanely fun to use yeah some of them are really really crazy like there's a 
there's a gigantic shotgun bullet that fires shotguns out of it, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it ended up being such an OP weapon. Now, I never personally made it back, like past like the third boss or whatever. It's, in a, it's a really difficult game. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. really hard. Yeah, uh, but just the entire gameplay hook is really good. Yeah, it's interesting because it gets it's very tutorial heavy up front, and then once you get past that, you're kind of on your own, and the difficulty ramps up quickly. So if you're looking for something challenging to replay a lot uh, that feels a little different every time, that doesn't have as much repetition because uh, there's a lot of procedurally generated stuff in this. Um, it's a really good time. I, I I appreciate the sort of like shmup pattern recognition stuff that gets thrown in there too. Like there's a lot of cool stuff in this game. Yeah. Let's check it out. And then another one too that I want to give a quick shout out uh, for is Axiom Verge. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Axiom Verge. It's a Metroidvania, uh, very similar to, of course, Metroid. Um, yeah. And, but to me, this, this sort of, uh, Metroid style game reminds me way more of like Alien. Uh, you know, where it's got this organic, you're fighting these like weird organic style yep. enemies constantly that just look gross. Yep. And a lot of the weapons that you have are very like unique. Like as you can see right now, if you're watching the video podcast, I have this drill here. Um, and it's just, you know, the, the gameplay itself has that classic sort of, um, gathering, you're looking for new abilities and then finding that new ability or weapon that unlocks the new area that then you can go and get, you know, even stronger. So it's just really, it's a solid Metroidvania and it was made entirely by one person. His yeah. name is Thomas Happ. He did the music yeah. as well, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, if you if you play this game, you get about twice the battery power you'd get out of yeah. what, one of the big 3D games. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty lo- lo-fi, but it is unabashedly mm-hmm. Metroid. Straight up, like, and it's really, really fun. Good. But if you want to play a newer game on an airplane, uh, it actually just came out today, Lightfall for Nintendo Switch. Now, this game is something that I think Brian and I went and played it at GDC a couple mm-hmm. months ago, uh, but I just got my copy of it yesterday. Yeah. Did you get a copy? Yeah, too? yeah, I've been playing it too. Yeah, I think you're probably further in it than mm-hmm. I am. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I like it a lot. And if you're a fan of games like Celeste, where it's all about like speed runs and trying to make it through real fast, uh, it's very, very similar in that vein, but it adds these really interesting platforming mechanics because you can literally create platforms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I remember you. this. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. It's got that sort of like silhouette platforming look that we've seen with a lot of indie games, but the added twist here, as Philip just uh, kind of pointed out, is that you develop this uh, ability to drop platforms in the sky and mm-hmm. then chain jumps through those. Uh, and those platforms are also created to sort of stop laser beams and block turrets and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it gets like actually pretty trick, pretty tricky. And the character movement is, is really quick and, mm-hmm. um, like timing jumps and, and, and runs and everything like that, uh, makes for a very kind of fluid, fun experience. It's a little less like kind of slow and methodical like a Mario game is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this game. It's cool. I want to keep digging into it because I think it gets pretty complex pretty fast. Even even though it's like a linear game, obviously you're just going to one. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going in one direction. Um, I feel like it gives a lot of leeway and a lot of free uh, freedom to explore and just kind of run free. And that's something that I didn't get out of Celeste. Whereas yeah. Celeste, I felt like I was sort of like going through like set tunnels. Yep. Where this, because you can create your own platforms that you know pop up underneath you, or you can place them in the air wherever you want. 
um, you sort of build your own pathway and you find these shortcuts or secrets that you literally create. This looks super cool. That's awesome. yeah, yeah, which is really fun. And the controls are super tight. Like usually I, I, I'm constantly falling off of edges and mm-hmm. running too fast off of, uh, curbs or whatever and dying in these types of games. But for me, the controls were just right there, right yeah. where it needed but, to be. But still good to play on a plane where it oh, can yeah. shake a little bit or better to play on a train. Um, <laughs> either one, either right, preference. Right, very good. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to add, I, I didn't get an opportunity to add any of these to the list, but, oh, yeah. uh, I, right. I also wanted to throw, you mentioned Celeste. I think Celeste is a really good one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, Lots uh, of people in the chat talk just about curse Celeste. out loud though. That's, yeah, you got to do a lot of swears yeah. when you're playing yeah. Celeste. But then another one that I think doesn't get enough recognition and is, is very similar to, uh, some of the games on this list is, um, the Mummy Demastered. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just that's a, a good one. fantastic Metroidvania, um, by uh, the guys at Way Forward. Way Forward, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, killer music, killer level design. Hard as nails, though. Really, really difficult, but also really rewarding yeah. in the way. Do you play as Tom either. Cruise? You do. You, you play do. as Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all I yeah. care about. Yeah. Based on right, 2017's t- there's a lot of There's a lot of cutscenes <laughs> where he takes off the helmet that he's wearing and he likes to shake his hair out in slow motion. That's yeah. how you know it's him. This um, is we're, all not true. We're now far <laughs> removed from the release of that bad film, but it's... Uh, no, you talking about the bad film? It's It's like really surprising that that game was based on that movie that was supposed to spark the cinematic universe that is now just not happening but now that like you know we're nowhere near any of that it's it's probably you're not really thinking about digging that game up on the eShop but yeah. please do because yeah. like, like Zach said totally. really, I, we'll wait uh, for a sale it'll go on sale for sure yeah. the story behind the development of that game is really interesting too because they had a super tight turnaround because the studios came to them and were like hey we want a mummy game like what can you make for us and they came up with the Mummy Demastered in less than a year. Wow. And that game is really, really incredible. Way forward, a uh, very talented group of people. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, before we get into our next segment here, I just want to remind you guys, Question Block is coming up. So go ahead and start dropping your questions for us. We're going to try and take as many as we can before the show is over. Um, so definitely come up with some good ones. We want to hear them. Uh, but now it's time for our Pick of the Week. As you know, every week on NVC, we have a Pick of the Week. And this week, it's South Park. The fractured butthole. Yeah. Yes. You've got to be better about that. We've had this conversation. <laughs> the fractured butthole. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes. Emphasis on the butt. But yeah. Hole. Hole. Uh, um, this is a this is a massive game. It is. Like, believe it or not. Gigantic. Um, and it's th- got a full price. Yeah. Yep. Fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> gigantic price for that. Gigantic game. It's um. This is Ubisoft's follow up to Stick of Truth, which uh to be. Stick of truthful, I prefer slightly mm-hmm. uh, because that game's I the think theme. Yeah, like well, the theme not necessarily the theme, um, but I think the pacing of Stick of Truth is better because it's it's a nine hour game and it's an RPG. This one is basically uh, a kind of like tactical, almost. It not it's like tactical turn based combat. Yeah, it makes yeah. fun of superheroes, right? Yes. The right. first one is more like traditional role playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this game is like if you're looking for something to sink like 20, <laughs> 25 hours into, yeah. you can do that here. Uh, this genuinely has great RPG uh, sort of tendencies all over the place. Exploring South Park, the town is really fun in this game. It's got great humor. Um, I, I mean, don't know it if looks this is an remarkable. Game. It just looks yeah. just South like the Park, show. Yeah. 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 Again, do not play. There this they are playing airplane. with Nintendo Labo, so that's because, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a this is not a children's game. Uh, there are some not very, good for the plane. Yeah, there are some very gross the, uh, gross adult the themes. Title here. didn't give that away for you, huh? Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. Um, they, uh, to <laughs> it, to play ESRB, there is vomit, puke, boogers, blood, and a child giving a cop a lap dance. There you go. There it is. Nice. 
there's also a cocktail that a guy drinks that I can't describe because it's too gross for words. <laughs> but it's South Park, right? Um, and there's so much good stuff here. Well, like the, there's yeah, that, I guess. The, the sum, <laughs> like the RPG summons you do in this game are really fun. Uh, leveling up your character is really fun. You can actually you build your costume using uh, sort of parts you find in the field. Yeah. Uh, which gets really interesting because you can kind of kit bash different suits for your kid. Um, customizing your character is awesome. I made like a little South Park version of me. Like he's a dude with the five shocker shadow and aviator. So hard. To <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if only there were like just more just bald dudes. I would love, games. I would love to see a, like a slideshow run on IGN that's just your collection of ca- <laughs> video game characters that you've made to look like you. It's easy to make it's, me in video yeah. games. I know, yeah. I know. You just remove all the hair. Ready Player Brian. Just yeah. show all the little avatars. Um, so yeah, check this out. Uh, I believe there's a version with all the season pass stuff. Man, yeah, this game. This just, game. You just rock the, the hair slider down to one, you and then one. you put the aviator slider all the way yeah, up to ten. ten. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to to the battle system here. It's so yeah. much better, uh, I think, than the Stick of Truth I was. agree, actually. Yeah. I, so Stick I didn't... of Truth is sort of based on, like, uh, uh, Super Mario RPG, right? Yeah. And, like, that sort of timing-based combat, whereas this is, like, a full, full-on, full like, tactical You can basically yeah. move around. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's still turn-based, but you can move around. You can see if you're watching the video. There's, like, squares, and there's Brian. <laughs> right there yeah it's awesome <laughs> um yeah uh for those of you listening to the podcast uh we just superimposed brian's face on one of the characters on the fly hilarious mm-hmm. yeah amazing um but no the combat system is just really great and but it does have that sort of reactionary like where you get hit and then you have to quickly press a to give yourself a boost for the special powers yeah so. mm. and you can you can like poison people with fart bags and make them throw up and like, the commentary stuff the commentary during the fights is oh, hilarious so good. and like yeah. you take on you're you know a third grader and you take on different gangs of kids like higher level enemies are fourth and fifth graders and then like you fight adults and cops and strippers and yeah. god yeah god yeah I, i'm gonna play this again on switch i'm very excited yeah it's totally worth if you've never played uh if you're a fan of south park if you never played the stick of truth i highly recommend getting uh the fractured butthole if you especially if you skipped that one entirely like i did i'm so happy i waited for the switch version yeah and yeah. I'll, I'll add you can jump right into this game there aren't really any story beats to carry over sure. the, yep. the last yeah. one so. yeah totally yeah. awesome uh, another game coming out, or I believe it's coming out tomorrow, Friday. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, that's out today. Uh, Jotun or Jotun, the Valhalla edition, yeah. is out on Switch. Zach, you've played a little bit of this. Yeah, too, Jotun right? is like essentially a, a kind of Dark Souls inspired boss rush mm-hmm. set in Norse mythology, and um, we didn't get God of War. But no, but this is Jotun. nice because <laughs> yes. yeah, if you're if you're watching right now. Uh, <laughs> You you play as uh, titular hero boy no um, Thora I believe yeah name, it's right? Thora and you've got this giant axe and the way that the game plays out it's like first of all you're you're navigating these sort of uh, nine realms esque sort of settings yep. but basically like you're just fighting these giant bosses and it's very like it's very difficult it's very uh, dodge and roll and uh, heavy yeah. uh, the way that you're avoiding attacks and things like that. Um, and there's like some like pretty deep exploration elements as well. But really I, cool I, game. I love the yeah. yeah. I love the sense of scale too. You can see right here yeah. the, the camera's kind of opening up, and there's a boss fight right oh there. <laughs> um, the bosses are just gigantic, or at least the ones that I've. <laughs> oh seen. God. How did that get? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's some really. It does some really control interesting room. Stuff. This is a family show. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Did Zach? Did you say it is like hand drawn? Is all of this? Uh, I don't know if it's hand drawn. Yeah, but, but it, it looks like yeah, it, it looks is, like it certainly. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really really great. Uh, the style obviously it's beautiful um the controls wise like like you said it feels like dark souls like it's not a game that you're just gonna breeze through like i 
died so many times uh trying to get through this boss mm-hmm. yeah um but it's this a lot of here? fun yeah this yeah. one right here yeah yeah but it's it's a great uh you know sort of quick uh pick up and play jump in experience yeah. on switch yeah. so nice. yeah and if you're watching nvc at home and playing the official nvc drinking game remember have a tall glass of milk for every time we say dark souls or Metroid. <laughs> right yep. there you go and it's uh 14.99 on the eShop. and also i'll i want to give a quick shout out to max curse of the brotherhood uh brotherhood just got a physical release mm-hmm. yep. on switch uh which is really cool i love when physical releases come to switch yeah this um, is kind of like an xbox classic mm-hmm. that, yeah or but, at least associated with the xbox platform for yeah while. yeah it was heavily associated with xbox um but now it, it sort of made its way over to i mean i guess it was on pc as well mm-hmm. and then i think it's on ps4 is it, it might have dipped into everything i'm not sure yeah i think they're trying they're starting to spread their ways um mm-hmm. but it's been available digitally uh for the past couple weeks uh and it's about half the price if you're getting it digitally it's oh, nice. 14.99 digitally uh 29 oh, not so nice. well yeah yeah, I guess that's for true, the physical yeah. copy. Physical, yeah. yeah, but uh pick it up if you're a fan. Uh also if you've never played the game, then go ahead and uh you know, buy it digitally too. I think it's totally worth checking out. But um another game that uh just came out a couple days ago as well that we've all kind of played a little bit of today mm-hmm. is called a robot named Fight. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Axiom Verge and Metroidvania, get yeah, that milk exactly. ready. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did you get a <laughs> well, chance to play it? At all? I didn't yet. I'm no. uh, I'm gonna hopefully download it tonight. But I uh, researched it and looked into it, and it is. I mean, it is very much rooted in the setup of a Metroid game. Yeah. By but uh, you know, every time you play, obviously, it's, uh, in this game, it's a little different, right? The, right? the setup changes. Yeah. But like instead of a morph ball, you turn into a little mechanical spider. Right? Like it replaces some of the the kind of classic animations and powers and weapons. But it is very, very much like a Metroid. Yeah, it feels Super like Metroid. a it feels like a like a 16 bit era third party game that was a direct response to Super Metroid. Um, look at that! Like, I mean, the, the maps. If you're listening, you can't look at that. But the maps in this game get crazy because they are generated differently each time. And yep. so I, there's I a just, lot going on. Yep. I, I'm I'm into a Metroidvania. Like yep. that's probably one of my favorite sorts of genres. I know what you're saying. I'm about to back you up. I can't get into ones that are randomly generated. Yep, yep. Like to me, exploring a map to a 100% and finding power ups and having an idea of going back to that game and knowing like, okay, I'm going to go this way and this way and I'm going to get this power up first and break this sequence. Like that's what makes these games special to me. Preach. And the randomly generatedness of something like this, like this looks really cool, but the idea that Things are different every time you play it isn't intriguing to me. Yeah, they have yeah, certain so. things that are the same, right? Yeah. This game has more progression, so it's not it's not like Enter the Gungeon okay. or something. No, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a little bit different setup wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I actually I I like the variety. There there are a lot of Metroidvanias look in on this machine already, right? And uh, <laughs> well, I guess they a lot of roguelikes too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, if they were all the same, uh, it'd be really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate this. I'm I'm looking forward to playing a ton more of this. You you just started or yeah i just started yep. okay yeah i just scratched the surface yep. of it too it just looks it. it looks fun um it play the controls are really tight too like running yeah. around and shooting stuff is fun it's like it's a good time uh i'm with it I'm, I'm with zach though because i like i i don't know i mean like i'm a fan of classic level design like i'm a mm-hmm. fan of really good tight really really great level design. super castlevania yeah just just put that there you're old school it. see my, okay. my kids love the randomness like the new mm-hmm. new game every time I mean, I think it's great for replay value, yeah. right? Like, I think, like, if you're, if you're really into a game like this, then you have an endless version of it, and that's huge, yeah. you know? It's but. cheaper for parents. 
That's true. That's true. More money for you heard uh, it here first. More money for Joy Cons. Put that on the back. Put it. Put that on the back of the box. It's cheaper for parents. parents. Daddy's buying twelve new Joy Cons this month, so you get one randomly generated game. <laughs> there hasn't been a new color in a while. I don't know what to buy now. Ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll make some. some uh, they should make some banana yellow ones. Yeah. Ooh. What's up with that? Hey, you would, uh, tro- tropical freeze right around there the corner. Let's oh, yeah. Bananas out there. Good time. Okay. Yeah. E three too. Maybe we'll see some new Joy Cons. Yeah. I apologize for just saying get those bananas out there. All right. We got a ton of questions in here for Question Block. Let's go over them. I got one here from the Hitman eighty six. Oh God! Thank you very much for being a Prime member, Hitman. Uh, his question is: Do you guys think major third parties will be trying to put games on Switch at E three? Personally, I could see Konami putting a Metal Gear collection on Switch. Ooh, ooh! Do you guys think uh, a Metal I, I Gear think, collection? I think Konami should probably steer, steer clear of Metal Gear for a while. Oh. Um, I don't. I I don't see. I don't see any reason why there wouldn't be third party yeah. developers putting stuff on Switch. In fact, all, like we talked about earlier in our show, the RE3 predictions were very first party focused, but I'm sure that there's a ton of third party news coming out. I think every major third party company will have a game this time. You don't like sell. Show, including Konami. Yeah. I don't think Metal Gear either, but Kona- everybody's going to have something. Konami put out a decent Bomberman game at launch and sold half a million units, so they're paying attention. They're all, I mean, everybody's paying attention when they see indies selling multiple hundreds yeah. of thousands of yep. copies on the eShop, and so at the very least, they're they're looking to maybe co-opt some of the indie games yep. that are out there and bring them to Switch, I mean, you even but hopefully more than that. Look at something like Kirby, which just launched. It's obviously a first-party game. It had the best debut of any Kirby game ever. Yep. Like, the Switch is a success. Yep. Putting games on it works. So Which good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's real good. No more wait and see. You guys should check it out. Available in stores today. <laughs> uh, KC Thunder Giant wants to know why, <laughs> why is my name good so name. awesome? Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the, being in the chat. <laughs> why have we not heard anything about the new Fire Emblem over for over a year? I think Pear might have hey, an answer for that. Because they're not ready to show it. I totally forgot about Fire Emblem. That's going to be kind of, I kind of thought that was going to be on oh, your E3 predictions be. list. Yeah. 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 No, you're absolutely right. I, I just think, you know, they were so busy pushing the mobile game and seeing how that plays out. They were just uh, Aaron on the quiet side. I, I actually think Fire Emblem is one of those franchises they'll probably do something before E3 in a direct and show it to us more. But, yeah, um, I think it's because of the mobile game that they were quiet. Okay. Yeah. I probably agree with that question. I mean, like, it just makes so much sense. You know, they're this far into development. It makes so much more sense for them just to wait and then release it, like, you know, two months after they, you know, right. give the big reveal, right? Sure. I would say. I think that yeah, works really well. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're out of time. That's our oh, show dang. this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We're a weekly show on IGN.com, but you can also catch us um, every Friday on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. And also any of your – here, go ahead and bring that in the shot. Oh, there you go. And any Play of your out. favorite <laughs> podcast listening services. Uh, yeah, it's been very fun. Thank you guys very much for coming. And uh, cut to the whole thing. Cut to the entire – there, there we go. go. There we are. Yes. There's all those men. <laughs> there goes Zach. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining. Good night. Bye-bye. Get Goodbye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.